that's the biggest thing at the end of the day. I think is if you don't like doing it, you're not going to do it very long, you know. Um, same thing applies with exercise, you know. If you go in and you dread it, you're never going to want to stick with it, you know. So got to make it fun. Got to make it engaging. Um, difference always good. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Hawaii Real, everybody. I'm your host, Io Ke'ehu, and I'd like to send a shout out to our beverage host, Hawaiian Springs Water. Thank you so much for this. And this episode is brought to you by the Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce. The Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce's mission is to malama Native Hawaiians in business and commerce through leadership, relationships, and connections to economic resources and opportunities. The Chamber's programs and events are designed to facilitate connections and promote business growth professional and economic development and sustainability. The Chamber's membership is open to individuals, nonprofit organizations, and businesses of all sizes. To learn more about the Chamber and how you can join, visit the website www.NativeHawaiianChamberOfCommerce.org. And I have a wonderful guest here, very inspirational young man, Yokepa Bahilot. Did I say it right? You got it perfect. I got it perfect. Perfect. It's not perfect. It's, 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 it's close. Be a, it's close. But I got the first name right. Yokepa. First name right. It's Joseph. Joseph. Joseph correct. in Hawaiian. I like that because everybody always asks me, oh, "What does Yohan name mean?" I was like, "Oh, it's John. Yeah. John the Baptist." Oh, it doesn't mean like you know something special. It's like that is kind of special. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, but you are the owner of Elite Fitness Hawaii, a new gym coming out, and you've been in business since 2017. You said. Yeah, that, that's kind of when we first. I'd say on the business side, developed it uh, and got all the licenses going. You know, we didn't really commit to it uh, until about 2019, though. Yeah, but what sparked my interest also, well, the Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce, uh, you just joined them and they kind of threw you at me. I was like, hey, yeah. be on this show. Uh, and it's so great for for that aspect and to have the Native Hawaiians coming together and forming this Chamber of Commerce. So I always... Uh, advise and suggest to Native Hawaiian business owners join the Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce. It's at uh, nativehawaiianchamberofcommerce.org and individuals can sign up for that and businesses as well. So thank you so much for doing that and yeah, joining. Appreciate it. Power to the people, man. Exactly. <laughs> but you went to Damien. Correct. Nobody's perfect. That's okay. <laughs> nah, nah, all the Damien guys, you're good. You're good. I got some big, big Kaipo. I love you, Kaipo. <laughs> but... So you're this you're a young man and you're you're a business owner already, which is fab, fantastic and fabulous, especially for someone in his forties who's kind of I, I've dabbled in. Uh, well, I worked for the city and never thought that I would be a business owner until much later in my life, and then I became a business owner and I was like, wow, this is cool. I'm like this boss man kind of thing. It is nice to freedom for sure. It is nice to freedom. So how did you go about starting your business? And is there a big mindset that you went through when you're trying to start that? Um, so how did we start it? That's kind of interesting. So I got into personal training in 2011 um, is when I first started doing this. I worked for, you know, 24 hour fitness. I started through another company. I was there for maybe five years. Um, and at that point, you know, with personal training, there's not really a lot of places to go. It's either your, your personal trainer or your business owner, honestly, you know, um, so for me, I think inevitably the next step was to try and, you know, go out and do this on my own. I think I just kind of fell into it that way. You know, I liked the personal training aspect and I always, you know, enjoyed the training. Um, but for me, learning the business side and getting into that has been new and challenging um, and, and fun at the same time. Well, what pushed you to go out on your own and create a business for yourself if you're doing this for 24 Hour Fitness? Um, I think number one was just like, you know, seeing... What I, what I was offering and contributing and then figuring out what I was getting paid for my worth wasn't really adding up to me. Oh, um, that's huge. Yeah, you know, so for me, I think that was kind of one of my reasons for it. Um, and then two, I honestly enjoy the freedom of being kind of my own boss, you know. I think for me, that is the number one driving factor. Um, I like helping people uh, and I like being able to do things on my time, you know. So for me, the movement and the freedom to do things on my own at my own pace and when I wanted to do them um, was a big driving factor. Yeah, I think that was the start of it for sure. So it's like just having that freedom, that business freedom where you can do what you want to do in the direction of the business. Partially, yes. Um, you know, and, and I just, I don't like having, I don't like, you know, it's too mundane for me to be like, hey, I do this every day I wake up and I go to work at, 
2 p.m. to 7 p.m. That just didn't fit kind of what I was looking for, you know. And at a certain point, you know, a lot of people either, you know, say, hey, this is it. And this is what I'm going to kind of do. And it's going to be it is what it is and accept it. Or, you know, you can go out and try to do something different and, and, and create something and see what comes out of it. You know, I mean, worst case scenario, if I go back to work and I get a nine to five job, I mean, my, you know, unfortunately, my, my worst case scenario is most, most people's everyday lives, you know. Um, so for me, I think the challenging part is, is also the biggest drive for me. I like this, you know, I like being challenged. I like being pushed to new boundaries. I need things. I need to go do things that are outside of my comfort zone in order for me to grow. You know, if I just am kind of content, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll be complacent. Um, so I need something to push me um, out of my comfort zone, really. Now, do you think that's normal for people to have, or is that something specific to you and unique to you and, and certain other people that have gone down the same path in terms of leaving corporate world where you get paycheck to paycheck and you go off and risk everything to just start your own thing? I, I think it takes a certain type of person who who's willing to go out and fail miserably and kind of pick up the pieces and keep moving forward, you know? Um Cause it's not always going to work out the way you want. You know what I mean? It's, it's not going to be as easy as, you know, I'm just going to go out and do this and I'm going to get a, a, a bunch of customers and people, are, you know, that's, it's challenging. You know, it, I think you have to be resilient. Number one, you have to have a really driving to desire to want to do something. You know, if you don't have a desire to do something, you're going to have a hard time sticking to it in the long run, you know? So, uh, yeah, for me, I think seeing also, you know, other members in my family go out and do this, you know, with maybe even less opportunity than I have um, was a big driving factor in seeing what, what could actually be done, you know? Oh, so you have family members that have gone the entrepreneurial route? Yeah. So I have my dad who has his own little, you know, uh, business. He does the handyman work and, and some light construction stuff. And then I have a brother who has, you know, his own business as well. Uh, he has, it's called Empire Towing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think seeing them go out and do stuff too, gave me, you know, hey, I can, this is not as bad so as everybody like make it seem. boost right there when your family members sure. already do it. Yeah, you know, my dad, is. it wasn't until recently, I think, until he started kind of getting into his own thing and going away from that. Um, but yeah, you know, seeing my, my, my dad and my brother do it is obviously giving me a, definitely a leap ahead, per se. Wait, so your dad wasn't always a handyman? No, my dad, my dad used to do moving. He's done a lot of a lot of jobs, but he's moving in a truck driver for a long time in his life, you know. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing, you know. I see my dad work really hard growing up, you know. He was away, you know, before I woke up in the morning, he was coming home when the lights were going off, you know. It was seeing that work ethic, I think, helped me to kind of shape, you know, my my path, you know. I definitely seen his work ethic, and I think I have. That's one thing I really I'm really thankful for seeing, I guess, you know, how hard he had to work to get to where he was, and then being able to say, hey, you know. Um, I'm now I'm going to go out and try to do this on my own, you know? So I, I don't know. For me, I guess seeing my dad, how hard he worked was a big driving factor. Did you feel the same way when you were a kid growing up and you, you said your dad was gone before you woke up and he came back around dinner time and stuff like that? Did that uh, have a big impact? No, not really. I mean, he was there. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't like end all be all, you know, he, it, it was periods where he worked really, really long, you know, and then there was times where he was off and he was helping me with baseball practice and basketball and, you know, being dad. So it was definitely a balance, you know, but I, he's a very hardworking person and I can definitely, you know, see the value in, in, in how hard he worked, you know. Just being a super great role model for you and your brother. Yeah, to some degree, for sure. I'd say my dad definitely helped shape, you know, my perspective. I mean, he's the one who's like, hey, go do this, man, do it. You know, you only get one chance to do this and that, you know. Um, so I think for, for me having kind of that back saying, hey, just try it, man. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, you know, but he's always given me that kind of like, hey, man, you can make it work out, you know, in the end, so. That's super impressive uh, from my point of view. It's like, no, that's, yeah. I mean, if you have that kind of parental and family support, yeah, especially sure. to go off and do your own thing, and to some extent where it's almost normalized mm -hmm. to do yeah. those or take those kind of risks, it makes it all so much easier. Sure. And I wish, you know, I wish, wish so many more friends, families, parents out there can, you know, see that value mm -hmm. and impart that on their children to, you know, no, you don't have to just grow up and get great yeah, grades in school yeah, yeah. and go off and become, a, you know, go off and work for a great yeah. company. It's like, yeah. no, that's not the be all end all. And not sure. everybody's meant to do that. Exactly. I mean, and on that note, 
we talked about uh, off camera how you went to Damien and then be, after that you went off to college. I did. But you didn't finish. Did not finish. Uh, I was there probably for, I can't remember to be honest. It was either a year and a half or two years. I didn't make it through one of the years either way. Um, Just wasn't for you. It wasn't for me, you know, I, academically I wasn't doing well. Um, I just, school wasn't for me, you know, it was hard to learn things that I, I wasn't interested in, you know, I think so. Yeah. I mean, how do you judge someone off your work ethic when it's, you know, something you don't enjoy doing, you know, it's like, I don't, you know, I don't have a passion for being in school and it just kind of didn't, didn't make sense to me. It just didn't feel right. Someone's like, if you don't know why, well, for me personally, if I don't know why I'm learning something yeah. in school, I, I can't apply myself. Yeah, but if I know why the subject or I'm passionate about it, or I'm interested yeah. in it, it's so much easier to learn. I can dive into it. Yeah. But I get to classes like, you know, high level algebra and calculus. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm intro. not going to use it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to want to learn it. And yeah. therefore I'm not going to remember it. I'm not yeah. going to want it's just time. It, it's kind of a waste. Yeah, exactly. It's a big waste of time. Yeah. But then like in high school, having video productions... I dove into that. I yeah. was like, yes, I love doing this. Yeah. I see the value in making videos for other people for to sure. watch. And well, look, here I am 30 years there later. It's a passion. Yeah. So I can see the value in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff in, in, in school and college. Uh, I just kind of went through the motions yeah. and just did 100%. it because I wanted the degree. And that was, to me at the time, that was like the be all end all yeah. and then get a good job and, and go from there. It's not so guaranteed anymore. You it's know, that's, not at that's all. That's the thing. It's, you can have as much education and, and degrees as you want. It's how, 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 how do you apply that into, you know, real space? And that's the challenging part. You know, it's when you're stuck learning one thing specifically and you don't find a way to apply yourself, it's like, well, you either got to pivot or die, you know, so... And I definitely think that's interesting. Yeah, school, I wouldn't say school's for everybody, you know. If you want to be a, sci a, a doctor, a nurse, you know, engineer, definitely got to go to school. Um, if you want to be a business owner, I don't think it's 100% necessary. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not to be confused with education. No, not at all. So what are your thoughts on that? The, the difference between schooling and education? I mean, now on my own time, you know, I read a lot. You know, I, I look through all the books that, you know, apply with, my field and my, you know, fitness and health, you know, that's what interests me, mindset, philosophy stuff, you know, I like learning that stuff, you know, I don't, it, it's, it's natural, it's more natural for me, I don't feel like I'm forcing myself to be there and, and sit through it, you know, so I think you have to enjoy what you do, or else you're not gonna last for a, for a while, you know. What's a great book you've read so uh, recently? Mm, that's a great book. Uh, the Power of Less, Leo Babuta, I think that's his name. That's an interesting, I like all these, like, 10x grant cardone kind of stuff oh, you know yeah like the seven atomic habits of people uh excuse me what is it seven atomic habits of something people um but i like all those mindset books you know things that get you to think outside the box and a little bit more creatively and you know because if you're stuck thinking hey you know especially in hawaii it's like you're gonna go to work you're gonna make this much every month you know people just that that's because that's what all we think we can do you know if you have somebody, you know, who's a role model, who's doing certain things that you don't think are possible, you know, it gives you an opportunity to say, hey, maybe I can actually go out and do something along these lines, you know. Is there a place in time in your life when you encountered something that you had to think outside the box and that kind of deviated uh, the normal train of thinking in inside the box and you went outside the box and were successful? I mean, thinking, I guess going out on my own, doing the business venture is definitely something, you know, that I would say along those lines. It's just, you know, would I ever think I would own a business? You know, probably not. You know, did it come out of necessity? I think so, you know, in, in part, you know. Um, so like necessity, what, what was your necessity? Um, to be able to help more people, you know, to be able to reach more people, to be able to get to more people. Um, you know, working at the job I was, I, you know, I was limited to what I could do creatively, you know, it was kind of show up, do this, you know, train for this hour, do that. And you're kind of out, you know, you clock in and clock out, you know, now I have a little bit more creativity where I can do things I want, you know, I can change kind of the norm of how things are done and maybe do things a little differently, you know? Um, so I think that I like that part as well, you know, I'm not just stuck to this, Hey, come in, you're going to do this for an hour. And that's that, you know. Oh, so even with the workouts and stuff, you're thinking outside the box? Um, so we do a lot more group stuff. So that's what we do. We, we Our primary focus is a lot of what we call ultimate transformation challenges. You know, they're usually 12, six, uh, excuse me, 12 weeks, six months, and one year challenges. Um, 
And in those, you know, if you're committing to 12 weeks, we are looking for obviously a certain type of person, right? You have to, in order to do this, you're putting skin in the game. You know, you have to want to have this change, you know? So we go through, you know, we do a lot of coaching with the exercise, obviously the nutrition, um, the accountability. And then I think a lot of it is just trying to get people to understand, you know, growth doesn't happen in one month. You know, people come to us and they assume, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to be perfectly off in two or three months. I'm like, dude, if you've been feeling, you know, like crap, you know, for one, two, three, four, five, six, ten 10 years, you know, do you really think you're going to make this massive change in one month? You know, so I think helping people be realistic, yet, you know, setting achievable and, and goals that kind of push you is, is important. But educating people on like the mindset, being coachable, you know, coming into us and you know, trying different things, you know, what's, you've come to us for a reason, right? It always blows my mind when people come to me and then they don't want our help or they don't take the advice that we give them. I'm like, why do you come? You know what I mean? Like the whole point of being here is, is kind of to change not only your, your physical, you know, but the mental side too. And I think that's the hardest part for most people is we just live in this like body dysmorphia. You know, we always have, we see ourselves differently than everybody else sees us. You know, we're always too skinny. We're always too fat. We're always too, you know, it's, that's the hard part. You know, we take in too much from everything else, you know, and we kind of, we've absorbed it like a sponge, you know, or you don't, you know, and you kind of say, well, it is what it is. And I'm going to keep doing my thing, you know? So yeah, I think the mindset thing, getting people to like, you know, when they're coming to us for 12, six months to a year, you're, you're committing to, to some change. You know what I mean? You're not like expecting this to happen in one month, you know? So it's definitely a different experience of like rather than just saying hey i see you on monday and thursday then figure it out from there you know because that's just going through the motions yeah kind of you know um so that's kind of that's kind of what we're trying to push more towards is like those ultimate transformation challenges and groups and it just it's fun you know people like being around other people it's more social there's group accountability as well so there's different dynamics okay talk to me about body dysmorphia what what the hell that's the first time i've heard that term yeah, I mean, that's just kind of your perception of, you know, you're you're always going to see, you know, your body differently than everybody else, right? Whether you think you're skinny, fat, it's, you know, a lot of it is kind of how we perceive ourselves. Oh, like right? I see myself with a lot less hair. <laughs> and then my you kids remind nice me, like, no, daddy, don't really have hair. So that's kind of true. So it's, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, but just making sure we're not falling, you know, into those, you know, those perceptions of what other people, you know, think we should or shouldn't look like, you know. Uh, I like another good quote, you know, which is like exercise is a celebration of what your, you know, body can do, not a punishment for what you ate. You know, a lot of people associate exercise with, oh, I, I did this. So now this equals this, you know, and we kind of got to get people out of that mindset of just associating them together and understanding that there's a holistic, you know, total approach to everything. And it's not going to be as easy as, you know, clicking on one thing and then getting it at your door in one day, you know, it's, it's going to take time and effort and resiliency um, and discipline, you know, kind of above everything, really. So what do you tell the listeners uh, today with regards to wanting to wanting to join your guys's club and stuff like that? And uh, what kind of expectations are they supposed to have? So before we actually even bring people in, we do an initial, you know, screening, we have you actually fill out an application. Um, we have you go through a phone console. And then if you get through those two, then we'll kind of bring you in for a consultation in person, you know, those first two steps, if you're not serious and committed, you're not going to get to the in-person in, in consultation, you know? So that already weans out type of people that are not going to, you know, necessarily best fit our groups, right? Um, because if you are doing this, you know, we're looking for a certain type of person. We're looking for a certain type of person who, who desires that kind of change. You know, you have to have that driving factor, you know, whether it's, I don't know, people always say, I want to lose weight, you know, but then it comes down to like, what is a deeper thing? You know, is it, do you want to stay in shape and you know, play with your kids and be more active or, you know, what, so kind of figuring out for people, what is the deeper, like, why, why are you doing this? What is your driving factor? Because when times get tough and you want to quit, that only thing that's going to keep you really going is your why, you know, so for your kids, are you going to stop? Cause you're, you're tired now. You, you don't feel like doing this, you know? So your driving factor has to be bigger than your, bigger than anything really, you know? So does that business model work well for you guys? Because you're not taking on all customers. You're, you're picking and choosing customers. Like, yes. I mean, I think it can hurt you or it can be beneficial right. to you, you know, um, for us, I think it's, it's more beneficial because we get people who are more committed and serious, you know? I mean, um, it is elite. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, 
That um, means you don't take everybody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you want the help and you're willing to accept, you know, and be open to coaching, we are willing to help anybody, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think that works better for us because we get people who are more committed to the long term. You know, they're not looking for the in and out kind of deal, you know. And then the other part of the business model is holding accountable or exactly. holding the customers accountable. So how do you guys go about doing that? So, you know, so that's the, the, the most challenging part, you know, because when, when we initially get people, everybody's in these, you know, super motivated states, right? They say they're going to do this, this, that, that, you know, and then that motivation kind of fleets after a while, you know? Um, so having things like maybe small monthly check-ins, assessments, um, you know, getting a little bit more time to do maybe some nutrition, going over some nutrition and just being honestly available to them. You know, I, I always tell my clients, if you have questions, ask me, you know, I can't help you if you don't ask me, um, you know, we'll give you all the tools in the toolbox you need to be successful, but we can't do it for you at the end of the day, you know. Um, so I think that's the challenging part. And we're still figuring it out as we go. You know, there's there's things that that work well and there's things that don't, you know. Um, people don't want to do certain things, you know, as as much as, you know, I could get everybody to, to do everything, you know, get to their goal weights and lose this and that and be fit. You know, if I could get all their exercise accounts, all their ex, their nutrition logs, you know, and be like, bam, this is it. You know, there's kind of this scientific approach, but you're dealing with people, you know, people have emotions. People don't always want to do certain things. Um, so you have to figure out how to be flexible with people. Everybody's different. You know? I mean, that's job security right there. <laughs> I mean, if, if people just did that, we yeah. wouldn't have jobs. Like if people obeyed the law, I wouldn't have a job. Right. It's like, that's very true. <laughs> but I like, uh, you listen to David Goggins. Yes. He's awesome. I like how you're talking about motivation, but he's also discipline. Because mm -hmm. even though you're talking about motivation and some of what you were saying, it's it's discipline, holding these people accountable and being or having the discipline to continue and continue exactly. and to do the hard things and to exactly. quote unquote go to the gym when you don't feel like going to the exactly. gym. The days that you absolutely don't want to go to the gym, that's the days you gotta go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think the mental part plays a big part of it, you know. I mean that's everything really, you know, if you, I always tell people, get through the door. If you can get through the door, we got you from there. You know what I mean? That's the hardest part is just getting through those two doors. You know, we do all the exercise stuff. We, we write the programs for you. You know, we write that workout. You just got to show up, you know? Um, and then from there, you know, we just try to make sure we're bringing the energy, you know, keeping people accountable, um, and just getting people moving, you know, and, and getting the best workout they can get in that time being with us, you know? Um, other than that, they always have access to us, you know, whether it's text, call. Um, wow. So, and it's not like where people are like, hey, I'm going to do, do, do every five, 10 minutes, you know, but if you have questions, you know, reach out, you know. But do you uh, get those at like 2 a.m.? No, not at okay. all. I, I, I turn my phone on silent from like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. So I don't get any phone calls regardless. That's my cutoff. So from, I know you're, you were given <laughs> over by, you're, you're uh, referred to us by the Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to ask, do you see any differences with the Native Hawaiian community in regards to your business and getting exercise and getting healthy? That's a, oh, that's a good question. So that's the challenging part for us because we are a business and we have to make money to stay in business. And as much as we'd like to help every single person, it just with this going on right now, it's just not possible. You know, so for our long term goal, I want to get more into, you know, things that are low level costs that are low level entry to enter uh, low barrier costs so that people can get involved, you know, because it is kind of right now it is challenging for native Hawaiians and, and people in, from Hawaii in general to get access to health and fitness. You know, it's not cheap, you know, it's not like you have this extra money laying around for uh, a personal trainer each month. Although, you know, um, it probably, is important to invest into your health, you know, to some degree. Um, I like that quote that goes, you know, everybody, you know, we kind of trade our time, you know, what is it? Time for, for wealth, or excuse me, our health for wealth all of our life. And then at the end of our lives, we're stuck changing, you know, um, trying to get back our health with all of our wealth, right? So it's kind of like, you know, what do you, I mean, how, what do you prioritize? Do you prioritize kind of the short term, here's what I need to get now, or do you, you know, get prefer the long term. It's, it's uh, we're playing the long game. Yeah, especially with business. If you try to rush your business yeah. goals, yeah. Uh, you're more likely to fail. Whereas if you set up a good foundation in your business, and you you guys have probably done that already since you've been in business since 2017, and most businesses fail at the within the first five years, yeah. right? 
So and it, beyond that, they yeah, true. So 2017, I was actually still working full time and then doing this on the side part time, even just, up until 2018. Right. Um, it was still kind of part-time and then 2019 it was just kind of like all or nothing really i think pulling the rug out from under us was really you know having that doing it on the side was comfortable and i still had my day job you know my regular 40 hours training um so it wasn't like pushing me to get the business going you know as soon as the rug moved out from under me then i was like well now you have no choice so what but was that rug just the security of having that job you know like having my 40 full full-time personal training gig it was it was like, I know I could always expect a paycheck every blank weeks. Um, so once that was through, you know, I had made sure I had saved up just enough for a few months, you know, I found somewhere which gave me a great opportunity to, to start training at somebody else's facility and just pay, you know, a part, portion of the rent. Um, so I think starting, starting from there, starting slowly, being able to have access to those kinds of spaces definitely gave me, um, an opportunity to to grow into it you know rather than having to just go all or nothing and not know if it works you know i could slowly inch my way into it so uh well what i mean like what was pulling the rug out from under you uh did you get like fired or terminated from there and that forced you into that role no i think happen? i think it was just i was kind of over it you know okay. um i think i was just kind of it just wasn't making me per se happy anymore you know it wasn't wow. something I look forward to going to every day you know it was just kind of mundane you know as I woke up at blank every day I had a break from this time to this time and then I went and did this from this time to this time you know um and then just not it wasn't a diss to you know any former employer or boss but it was just you know I wasn't happy at where I was at over the last three four or five years and I didn't feel like my worth was being seen through you know, so for me, it was like, well, what do I do? Do I stay here another three, four years and figure maybe I'll get an opportunity to do something else or to go to a managerial position? You know, it was like, didn't really. And at the same time, it was like, I like training. You know, I don't want to go into this managerial side. Um, but now with the business, I mean, I'm kind of forced to do that. You're doing you know? it on your own time. Yeah, You're yeah, and exactly. Yourself. You know, that's that's kind of the nice thing. It's like, I'm not stuck to this, hey, I need you here at da-da-da. It's like, I don't mind doing what I do nowadays. You know, I love what I do. Every It doesn't feel like a mundane task to me anymore. Do you see like those big stresses in, in your day-to-day -day life with this new job or this new company that you brought on? Uh, I think currently, for sure now, given COVID, I mean, everything has kind of had to figure out how to pivot and, and move from there, you know, getting people comfortable with coming in in person. Um, that's been the hardest part. I mean, just COVID has slowed everything down. Um, well, it's almost like with the lockdowns and everything, it's like, what are we going to do? Like, how is that going to affect your business? Have you guys done virtual kind of stuff? So we've, we've pivoted and do a little bit more virtual. Um, we have some clients who prefer the online, which is totally fine. You know, as long as you have uh, access to a computer or phone or a tablet, you know, you can do it from anywhere. Um, so I think that's definitely been helpful in kind of keeping us busy and, and keeping people in and moving. Um, and then it just it's another way to keep people accountable that aren't able to come into the facility at the time. Yeah. Let's get into your life philosophy, man. Mm. It's one of my famous questions. What is your life philosophy? You know, I don't, you know, I always tell people life is short. You know, you, you only get one opportunity to kind of make your mark here. You really get one opportunity to do whatever you want. Um, as long as you're willing to put in the effort and the work behind it, you know, it's kind of crazy to think about, but you really can do anything you want if you are willing to work hard. Um, yeah. And so if you want something, you know, badly enough, you know, figure out a way to go get it. Um, cause you won't be here forever. You know, time is very, very limited on here on this earth. Um, and I think understanding that is important. You know, I like that quote that goes, uh, every man has two lives and the second begins the moment he realizes he has just one, you know? So every man has two lives and the second begins the moment he realizes he has just one, you know, because you know, what would you do? You know, if you're like, Hey, tomorrow's over, this is done. You know, it's like, you're going to just kind of continue to go along with the routine and the, the daily life and just kind of get by and go, or are you going to kind of, you know, set out and do your own thing and, you know, create a life you want to live, you know? It's like Gary Vaynerchuk. Do you listen to him? Yeah. Like yeah. all those guys. I like his, his best one uh, that I like the most. He tells people you're going to die. That's true. Very true. And they're like, what? It's like either today, tomorrow, 
30 years from now, whenever, like you're going to die. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to make yourself healthy. You're going to make yourself mm. wealthy. You know, you're going to uh, surround yourself with people who love you. You know, all these things. It's like there, there is a time limit on all mm. this, you know, so you have to start. I agree 100%. What's your favorite quote? I think that's kind of my favorite quote is that, you know, every man has two lives and, and, yeah. and, and the second begins the moment he realizes he has just one. I mean, that puts things into perspective of how short time is on earth, you know? I don't know where I heard that one. Probably, I'm sure, online somewhere or Reddit Dude, somewhere. I like throw like, all these quotes out there and I don't know where they came yeah, from. Exactly. Like, they just come into my mind, but I don't remember who said them. But they're good thoughts to think of, totally. you know? Better it's than like, getting negative thoughts, you know, through your brain all day. You yeah, know? I mean, I might have seen that quote on TikTok as I'm just <laughs> scrolling through the night, you know? I was like, I don't there know where know. it came from, but it sounded really good. Yeah, I'm going to live by it now. Oh, that's funny. Do you have a lot of free time in your day? Free time at this point? Probably. Not really. Um, I, I, I work, you know, six days a week and probably I would say seven. It's just I have one day where I don't go into the gym physically. Um, but for now, I mean, I, I, I'm consumed by work and business, which I don't mind because it, I like doing this. It doesn't feel like a stress to me. It's just it takes a lot of time and effort, you know, um, but it don't, doesn't, doesn't feel like it's ever squashing me or killing me. Maybe a little bit of pressure. Um, yeah. Do you watch sports? Uh, yeah, I like football. Still? So you still, so do you still sit down and you're still able to watch like a three hour football no. game? I mean, here and there, maybe on a Sunday, um, but I'll catch like glimpses of it yeah. here and there. If it's my team, I really try to watch. It's like I found throughout my life, I, when I was younger, I could watch a whole football game. Even through college, I would watch whole football games, whole hockey games. And as I got older and started businesses and stuff, that kind of free time just, just it's not that I didn't always have it, but it was just, I couldn't sit there and yeah. focus on a game nope. like sit there on a couch just watching a game it's like every now and then i think the super bowl would be like the one game that i actually yeah. sit and watch the entire the Very entire true. time but other than that i i just I don't have the brain capacity yeah. to sit down and watch that stuff anymore it's like man that's a waste of time it's hard to sit down when you have things to do for sure right well, that's a great quote you know when you when you know you have things that need to get done it's like how do you sit still it's you hard know? to sit down when there's things to do yeah See, we should make t-shirts. <laughs> we, we like t-shirts. You should just come up with all these t-shirts with all these go. quotes Don't and stuff quote, on throw them. It on, <laughs> throw it out there. T-shirts. Yeah, even Yoda has, you know, great quotes like, do or do not, there is no try. That's Free. very true. Like, even from a young kid age, I was like, ah, that sucks, but nah, that's right. That's very true. It's totally relevant. Either just, do it or you don't, right? Yeah. Don't be a bastard child, I guess. I guess that's a Star Wars thing. <laughs> is that Star Wars quote? I'm a sci-fi freak, man. That's my one thing. I could sit and watch. I could sit and watch like sci-fi movies and waste my time doing that. I I kind of I like along those lines. Not really sci-fi though. I kind of like more like ancient alien stuff. Oh, so I don't know. Stay That's, tuned. <laughs> doesn't mean I know a lot about it. I just I just like watching it. Dude, that Greek guy with the hair, freaking love him. Love him. What's his name? <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I watch that stuff all the time. My family hates it. Yeah, she hates it too. <laughs> I know I never yeah, really just, talk about this stuff on air, but me neither. I don't talk about it with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Why? And it's like it just it keeps me entertained, I it, think. Right. It's so entertaining. It's it's great to think about yeah. all that kind of stuff because one of the things that comes to mind for me is it may not be aliens, it may have been human ingenuity, sure. but where did that go? Yeah. Like if humans did that. What happened to, to to reset us back to the Stone Age or the you know even the Iron Age to where we couldn't do that and even today we can't replicate some of those monolithic structures which you just told me you're going to Machu Picchu we this are. week I'm just like what yeah that's gonna be awesome. mic drop it's like God okay that's gonna you be amazing to see for sure yeah we we head up there on I believe Tuesday 31st um, we're there for a few days. Um, Exploring the city. Hopefully check out Machu Picchu on a nice day. But why specifically Machu Picchu? I don't know. I think, honestly, that was in, in my history class, you know, having that history book. I think there's that iconic photo of Machu Picchu in, like, every history book in school. And I think just seeing that picture and the sh just seeing that alone, I was like, I got to see this in That's person. That's like the monolithic structures in Peru on top of the mountains? Yes. All the way up there at elevation. Like, where there's, like, no people don't live up there. 
Oh, not anymore. Not anymore, right? <laughs> but even the locals over there were like, no, we didn't build that. Yeah, exactly. It's I don't like, know. You have all this history from the Peruvians, and they don't even know how no, it was built. There. It was just there. you know. And I think you look at some of those structures. And is there granite up there? I have no idea. Oh, I'm, come on. I'm going there, and, and I, I barely know some of our uh, airplane <laughs> travel, travels and when we leave in time. So I'm probably not the greatest person for this. But even like the native Hawaiian stories mm-hmm. like the menehune and building the big fish ponds and stuff like that in a single night but then you look at it it's like oh i mean humans could build that stuff yeah i can see that true but then you look at some of these monolithic structures it's like no nah, how did this that's happen that's different yeah. makes your makes your mind wonder for sure right and i'm you know like i said before it's like i don't know if it was actually aliens but it was definitely technology that we for do sure. not have today because they were able to melt granite and reform it into granite like all the stones and stuff like that. Even uh, I think in some of the pyramids and stuff, there's like staircases and stuff where they're, they're, that are melted. That is ridiculous. And a lot of the big stone structures, I think at Machu Picchu and some of the Puma Punku, where they're big, huge monolithic stones that have like little nubs sticking out of them. Have you seen those kind of pictures? Mm-mm. They have little nubs and it looks like they were poured. It looks like there was liquid molten rock that was poured. The thing is, you can melt granite. Why we can melt granite, but when it uh, cools, it, it's not granite. Mm. It turns into like obsidian and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, so how do they melt granite and then, and then cool it to that it becomes granite again? It's like we can do that, but it takes like thousands. I think yeah. they said like it takes thousands of years, which is why nobody's done it anymore. Interesting, because you can totally melt the stuff, but when it cools, it's not granite anymore. So it's like, okay, did they? Do they melt it and then cool it right over there. like a long period of time? In that case, how the hell did they do that? Yeah. That, like, is, that is, that'll get your mind wondering if you think about those things. Yeah. And then the government coming out with those, you know, the UFO reports. <laughs> you were telling me about that. That's it never ends, right? It's like, you're going to sound crazy on the thing. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm not sounding crazy. The government came out with this stuff, man. <laughs> well, and the government came out with a report. Hey, there's UFOs. We don't know what they are. Yes, they exist. That's not the information you want to hear, though. No. <laughs> I'd rather hear, yes, those are ours. Maybe. Right? You would hope so. That'd be great. Totally off topic. That's too funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't ever talk about that with anybody else, so all that ancient alien stuff. Yeah. Me neither. You know, I it. put it on TV and yeah, it's like I'm the go. only one watching it. That's fine. There's another one uh, that my family hates that I love, the Curse of Oak Island. Those guys looking for the, the lost pirate treasure and stuff. I've seen that one once. But it's like they keep digging. They don't find anything. They're never going to find it. The show's never going to end. (laughs) They have another season and they don't find anything. They find like these little things here and there. The show will go on as long as it wants. It's like, oh, you're killing me, guys. Like you make me not want to watch anymore. Like freaking find something. (laughs) Dig up the whole place and find something. No, they can't do it. It's like, oh, geez. What we got to do before winter sets in. It's like, frick, just, just, ah. Yeah. Mind boggling. But that's how you get people connected and that's how you get people to keep coming on to it right you keep showing up with all Very this new true. content that's a great business model you guys Very implement true. that kind of stuff with new content and new yeah. uh things uh to keep that's, people motivated yeah so yeah so now a lot we do with like boxing you know so we do a lot of boxing with when, when i say boxing it's like boxing for fitness you know we're not in there throwing on headgear and sparring you know, <laughs> you know not, we're not sparring with our women and, and guys there but yeah, it's just something different, you know, keep people motivated. Honestly, I hate running. That's like the one thing I do not like doing. Um, so if I can find any activity besides running, I will you gladly both, do brother. it. brother. I hate running. Um, I, I was so, not made to be a runner. Just there you not. go. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, some people love it, some people don't. I mean, you just got to find what you like doing, you know. That's the biggest thing at the end of the day, I think, is if you don't like doing it, you're not going to do it very long, you know. Um, same thing applies with exercise, you know. If you go in and you dread it, you're never going to want to stick with it, you know? So got to make it fun. Got to make it engaging. Um, difference always good. Yeah. Even boxing. It's like, cause yeah. you're giving, I assume like you guys have a lot of female uh, customers too. Yeah. So I'd say probably that's honestly our biggest base. I think, I don't, I don't know why. I think it's just easier. Honestly, I think it's easier for women to put aside egos and come in and ask for help. You yeah. know, um, it's harder for guys to, to ask for help and kind of put your ego down and say, I need help with this, you know? Um, so I think just, I don't know why it is, but we have, we typically have more women 
in most of our groups for the most part. Um, yeah, and they're they're looking to do it. You know, it's, it's different. It's fun for the boxing. You know, we're hitting the bags. Um, we might hit the mitts and do some stuff, but it's never super intense. You know, we try to keep it fun, engaging, make people sweat, get a good workout, go home wanting to do it again. You know, that's the main thing. It's we got to get people coming back over and over. Um, yeah, so I wanted to ask about that, like getting uh, the repetitive customers to come back day after day. But one of the things I've seen, because I did CrossFit uh, yeah. for a couple uh, sessions, and it just blew my body yeah. to the point where I couldn't walk the next day. And they're yeah. like, ah, oh, just come back again. You got to keep coming back. Yeah. I'm like, dude, no, like yeah. you don't understand. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I feel you. Like, I, I'm an athlete, and yeah. that sucks. Yeah, I feel you. I understand you guys are great yeah. athletes and you're really fit, yeah. but I can't be destroying my body yeah, day exactly. in and day out. Yeah. I got to go to work. For sure. Like, that's true. There was this one uh, guy on Joe Rogan's podcast where he talked about uh, he was he was a personal trainer. He's talking about when you when you're training, you should only train. You should never train to the point where you're so sore yes, that exactly. you don't want to come back the next that's day. That's the biggest thing for sure. I mean, why you know that's people. people most people associate soreness with a good workout, you know, and that's kind of probably your last thing you want to use as a determining factor of how good a workout was. If you're just sore, it's not hard to make somebody sore. I give you a million different things and just not let you stop. You'll be sore probably, you know, it's kind of, you know, how much do you put in and get back in return? You know, if you put just a little bit and there's a point of right law of diminishing returns, probably yep. econ doesn't really apply to this, but to some degree, you know, you put in certain point and you yield a certain return. You know, if you put in too much, you get a negative return, you know? So it's kind of finding that balance of like what works for you. You know, I don't, there's nothing against CrossFit. CrossFit is awesome. CrossFit is just very intense, you know? And for most people looking to start exercise, um, you know, they're looking for something maybe a little less intense, a little less, I want to say extreme, but, you know, a little something a little bit more focused for them and what they want to accomplish. You know, um, it doesn't always have to seek exhaustion, you know, to get a good workout and make progress. Um, but, it, you know, it's different for everybody. You know, some people like CrossFit, some people don't. Some people like weightlifting, some people don't. Um, it just depends on your preference, you know. Yeah, because one of the things I would uh, see at like the gym at work like you'd see some guys coming in and work out for two hours, yeah. but they're only coming in like two or three times a week and they think they get that really long yeah. workout and they blast and they're all sweaty. They're doing weights yeah. and they're running and they're doing all kinds of stuff. And here I am going in 20 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes, but I'm going in every day. Yeah. So if I go in six days a week, maybe not six days, maybe five days to be honest, but I'm going in for 30 minutes. You know, I got 150 minutes. True, and these very other guys, true. Uh, well, they probably have the same, but they're not doing the same kind of weightlifting. Yeah, very true. And that you're looking at like volume and intensity over the whole week, you know, right. frequency. That's definitely something to look at. And that's important, you know, because, yeah, I mean, if you can train more frequently, more often, you know, why wouldn't you want to improve every day, you know, rather than once or twice a week, you know? Um, most people that meet with us, they're meeting three times a week, you know, and then hopefully, you know, we try to give them stuff to do on the outside, you know, but that's just like light cardio days, you know, stuff they can do simply on their own. I hate uh, cardio. Yeah, everybody, right? That's why we box. <laughs> no, there's some people that love cardio, but what yeah. I tell them is like, hey, look at those guys that jog all the time. That all they do is jog. Exactly. Do you want that body type? <laughs> no. I mean, they blow over in the wind. Come on. You want some, some strength behind there, right? right? Yeah. So especially with law enforcement and military, it's all about uh, what we call combat strength. Mm. Like if you can't pick up your buddy True. and run him a hundred yards to the ambulance or whatever, yep. you're not in shape. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. True. Just, it's gotta be functional, right? It's gotta right. apply to you. You know, right. you know, if, if you've got to run up a hundred flight of stairs to do your job, you probably should be in shape for that. You yep. know, just cause you can do this fitness wise doesn't always apply to everything else, you know? So a lot of things we do, I'd say, are, I use this term loosely, but functional, you know, it's like, Things that you can mimic every day, you know, stepping, bounding, squatting, twisting, pushing, pulling, you know, simple things, you know. It's like, can you carry the groceries and yeah, lift up and go. close the hatch on the back of your car at with the same your time? Foot, right? Yeah, you with your foot. <laughs> can you balance yeah, all that? So, walk it to the car or walk it to the door and then open the door with your foot. There you go. Yeah, but, you know, just it, it really depends for, for everybody. You know, everybody's different. It just kind of, we have to figure out what is your mix that keeps you coming back more and more, you know? Because at a certain point, if you do it too much, you're going to burn yourself out like anything, right? right? Um, so just kind of finding that right balance, I think, you know, right balance of nutrition and, and the right balance of exercise, and we'd have pretty good health, you know? So is there a prototypical uh, customer or pre-customer that is listening right now? Uh, can you describe that person mm -hmm. and when they should be calling you guys? That's a great question. 
Um, so I think, you know, if you are committing to this, you know, we are looking for people who are very serious about changing their life and their health and their fitness, you know, doesn't for the matter long their term. shape, doesn't matter their shape. You can come to us, you can come to us skinny, fat, tall, wide, whatever you want. You know, as long as you're willing to work hard, you're open to, uh, being coachable, you know, we're here to help you. Um, for our groups, I'd say, you know, our ultimate transformation challenges, we're definitely looking for people who are, you know, looking to change their mindset, you know, weight loss might be a goal for some of them. Um, improving nutrition might be a goal for some of them, you know, so it's hard to say what exactly everybody wants from it. Cause everybody wants something, you know, that's different. You know, some people are just don't care about weight and they just want to build confidence and feel better and, you know, have, I don't know, more confidence in general. Yeah. You're not, um, you're not making bodybuilders out of yeah, everybody. You know, exactly. So we just try to give people, you know, a li mostly what they want and a little bit of what they need. That's the challenging part is, is kind of just finding that right balance. Yeah. Someone who's committed to, who's tried maybe a few things and is looking for something to make this work and stick for the long run. You know, this is, I always tell people when you come to us, this is, you're not coming to us for one month, you know, you're committing to minimum 12 weeks. Um, at that point, you know, you're, you have some skin in the game, you know, it gets people moving and then it gives them a realistic parameter to maybe see results. You know, if you only come in for two weeks, three, four weeks, you know, what are you really going to see in changes, you know? Um, so it's, it's definitely people who are more committed to, you know, long, long-term lifestyle changes, really. Do you guys will go out of your way to make sure people come to the classes that they've signed up for and so, have that accountability? So we have, I mean, we have like email setups for like auto recurring. That's like, Hey, every, you know, blank, blank this, but for the most part, everybody that commits to our schedule, you know, you're committing to a certain day and time of the week. So if you're coming in at Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 4 PM, you know, you're kind of committed to that. Um, and then if you do, you know, if you can't make a certain time, you know, we have other hours where it's like, Hey, you can drop in at this. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's kind of a set schedule. Mm -hmm. And then we also people, you know, if you can't make it to a certain time, give us a heads up and we're more than happy to kind of help you move around and get in regardless of if you can make that day and time, you know? So we always try to be flexible. I say that's the one thing we are. I'm really flexible with people and understanding that people have work jobs, things, kids come up, you know, last minute school projects come up, whatever it may be, you know, we're nice in the sense that we're a little bit more flexible and we try to make sure that, Hey, if you can't come in today, come in tomorrow and make it up, you know? So that's kind of part of the accountability I'd say. But where do you draw the line between someone that's, yeah, got work, got kids, got actual tangible true. reasons versus someone who's just, uh, eh, yeah, I don't true. feel like coming in today. So I, I don't think we get a lot of those clients, luckily, right? So we don't get a lot of clients who are like, ah, I don't want to be here. You know, for the most part, I'd say that a lot of people we do have, you know, although they may not be everybody there for weight loss. And like I said, just the, we have people who have been with us for two, three, four, five years, you know? Yes. I mean, you can only set so many weight loss and health and fitness goals, you know, at a certain point, then it's, it's like, okay, I'm doing this to kind of keep my body healthy, keep myself in shape, keep my mental part accountable, you know, um, and go from there. So it just really depends if you're coming to us with those, those in those programs, um, you know, we are holding you extremely accountable. You have weigh-ins every week. If you have a weight loss goal, um, you know, food journals, hit or miss on some people they really mm -hmm. that's kind of one we have a kickback on nobody really likes writing down what they eat um but yeah you know there's certain things that we can and then if it doesn't work for some somebody you know tracking your food doesn't work this way maybe we'll go and try this you know so just tell them instagram their food yeah there you go <laughs> exactly right hold it accountable post your photos every day <laughs> but i think just being more fluid and understanding that not everybody like we don't get everybody who's like hardcore fitness you know right. what i mean we get a lot of people who have never done anything like this before so for us it's kind of walking the line of being like yes caring and we want to help but at the same time like you gotta you gotta step up and come to the plate here you know i always tell people we'll carry you over the shoulder but i'm not gonna drag you by the feet mm -hmm. like if it takes me that much effort to get you involved you don't want to do this number one number two i'm really not the greatest person to 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 do that because i'm not gonna sit here and honestly babysit you and be like hey come in and do that you know you have to have that effort and and that want to be there so i think we we've been lucky in the sense that a lot of the clients we do have, you know, are, are really committed to doing what they say, you know, in the end, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard. Everybody's different. So what is your end goal that you foresee happening with Elite uh, Fitness Away oh, in the next five, ten years? I mean, realistically, I'd like to have maybe another two or two, three small spaces where we can kind of reach out and help more people. And then in the long run, I think the, the main thing I want to do is try to be able to offer health and fitness 
to everybody, you know, regardless of how much money you make every year, you know, um, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that looks like a nonprofit and, and this and that, but I know right now, you know, unfortunately I, we have to make money to stay in business. We have to make money to do all these other things. Um, but I think that's my number one goal is, you know, in the end is trying to make health and fitness access easy and affordable to everybody who wants it. Right. Cause not everybody wants it. I mean, can't force people to do this, you know? Um, so I think that's, or can you, or can you, you can, can you mandate to fitness? <laughs> oh, that's it. I mean, Hey, that'd be an interesting thing if we mandated health and fitness, you know? Wow. That'd be, yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, I mean, you can't even do that in the police department. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Who knows now? <laughs> but anyways, uh, any last words for the audience here? If you have, you know, if you are looking to get started, you know, I think we're a great place to get started. You know, it's, it's very easy to connect with us. The people who are with us make everyone feel welcome. You know, it's kind of, we've built this kind of community slash Ohana around what we've done. And it's kind of a tight knit community. You know, we don't have a lot of members with us. We don't have more than 50, you know, we don't have more than 40, I think, honestly, off the top of my head. Um, so it's a very tight knit thing, you know, and it's, it's nice, you know, when, when, you have other women or men who are along the same journey as you, who are kind of pushing you and giving you that opportunity to kind of be successful and cheering you on. It's, it's nice being around that kind of energy. You know, if you're trying to do this on your own and you've not been successful, maybe, you know, it's time to invest in yourself um, and try to try to make this happen for yourself. All right, man. It's been great. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate the time. Wish uh, you guys all the best of luck. Thank you very much. Yeah, and keep pushing for the Native Hawaiian Chamber of Commerce when you meet new business owners and stuff yes, like that. Yes, that's, that's been a great opportunity. I mean, I've never had that experience in general, you know, so now kind of just diving into it and seeing what opportunities are available yeah. is definitely helpful. Um, that's the hardest part, I think, is having access to resources mm -hmm. to be able to do certain things, you know, whether it's money financially or even simple things like how to market your yeah. business, you know. It's definitely been a huge help, so... We'll see, you know, what the future holds, but hopefully, I mean, I can kind of learn and keep growing with the chamber as well um, and, and and make an impact down the road. Yep. All right. Yo, Kippa, thank you so much for coming thank on the show. Thank you for having me. And as always, stay happy, Hawaii. Aloha. <laughs>